Merhaba Açık Radyo 95.0. Gürültü ve Duman. Ben Volkan Terzoğlu. Yine karşınızdayım. Merhaba. Ben Robert Regal. İyi akşamlar. This is the third show that we have Jeff Schwartz with us. We are highly honored to have him and talk about the period Sizzi Taylor unit toured the Europe and we particularly concentrated on the Berlin concert. Let me just introduce Jeff once again. Uh, Jeff had a great impact on me personally due to the fact that at the early stages of the internet I had come across with his book Albert Eiler, His Life and Music and it was a great find for me because there used to be no information about let alone Albert Eiler, nothing on free jazz at the year I guess it was 1995 he wrote a free jazz reference biography as well and Uh, contributed to the recent symposium of Cecil Taylor and also to the book which I uh, enthusiastically wait Free Jazz and Communism and as Robert mentioned earlier in the shows I think in the first show with Jeff Jeff is a fountain of knowledge and now we will continue on talking to him well about 54 minutes into the the recording Sam Rivers takes a tenor solo which turns into a big blowout so, so that's that's the big ending well the previous piece was starting from the 34th minute and then lasting to 54 and now we start from 54 till the end right is it that ought to do it yeah okay we will Continue on listening the piece from Berlin concert of Cecil Taylor playing the piano, Jimmy Lyons, the alto saxophone, Sam Rivers, flute and tenor saxophone, Andrew Cyril is playing the drums. So this is the end of the piece, of which is entitled Fragments of a Dedication to Duke Ellington.
We listened to the Cecil Taylor unit from Berlin, Berliner Jastage, which was held on the 6th of November 1969 with Cecil Taylor playing the piano, Andrew Cyril playing the drums, Jimmy Lyons alto saxophone and Sam Rivers was playing the tenor saxophone here. So we concluded the piece and uh, yes. Uh, can I ask you a question, Jeff, about the book of, course. of Albert Tyler? It was 20 years ago, yes. <laughs> I understand that. Actually, actually, it's, it's more, more like 35. Uh, well, I think I wrote it in 90. It must have been 89 or 90 because I was undergraduate at UC Santa Cruz and I would and I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it junior, senior year. So it was around 89 and 90 that I wrote it. And then a couple of years after that really was when I had internet access on a regular basis and kind of threw it up there. Yeah. So, so that's a long time ago. I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, I'm not as old as Robert, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting up there. Well, the point is that Albert Tyler was one of the least written about musicians. And also the facts about his life and his music was really very in the shade. And so the information that you reached is very, very important for us. I mean, at the time, there were no access to anything. Even there was, there was non-Turkish book written about, uh, forget about Albert Eider, about free jazz as well. So... When we came across with the book, we were delighted because it was a lot of information. So can you give some information about the writing process and whom did you talk to? And I mean, anything that you want to talk about that book. Sure. I mean, it was a very naive project. I was, like I said, in my junior, senior year of undergraduate at University of California, Santa Cruz. And I think I had heard the piece Holy Ghost on a impulse sampler record. And, you know, which I still think is one of the most, you know, extreme performances ever recorded, right? Um, and just, you know, I mean, you can imagine, you hear this, even in the context of like a sampler record with Coltrane and Pharaoh Sanders, it's like, what is this? Where is this coming from? Who is the person who, who would or could make this, you know? So then I just, you know, started reading as much as I could because that's how you find out about things or how I found out about things when I'm curious about them, right? and just kind of plowed through everything that was at the Santa Cruz library, which fortunately was quite a lot. Uh, and I think had a connection to Frank Kofsky because he was in the area. Um, so you who unfortunately, unfortunately, I never met him. We did exchange some messages, I think by email. Um, but I think a lot of the materials that were in the Santa Cruz library probably 
came through him. They had a complete collection of the magazine Sounds and Fury, for example, which is, you know, was a short-lived sort of free jazz friendly magazine in the mid sixties. Anyway, so I just gathered all this stuff and stuck it together. I did run a letter to the editor in Downbeat asking for help. And a few people sent me their personal stories and some tapes and some Xeroxes of hard to find things. And I just kind of threw all that together and tried to iron out the contradictions, which in, res- in retrospect, I should have left the contradictions because some of my surmises were, were wrong. And just in general, I think as a writing technique, you know, if people have conflicting stories, I like the idea of putting it in the stories and letting the reader sort it out. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't have, you know, the greatest ear in the world, but uh, I definitely was... Uh, you know, sitting in the uh, rooms at the at the music library, listening to out-of-print LPs and trying to pick things out on the piano and write them down. So that was that was that. You know, it was like I said in retrospect, a very naive project. I didn't talk to. I felt very shy about talking to people. Someone gave me Gary Peacock's phone number. And I called and couldn't get through. And the person who I talked to said, oh, I think Gary is coming next week to visit his sick mother or something like that. And I felt like a terrible person. Why would I bother him when he's coming to visit his sick mother? You know, (laughs) Uh, but, you know, I was happy to be able to make that contribution when I did. And since then, the people who did the Revenant box set, you know, Ben Young and all of them did a fantastic job. And the Casper uh, Collins name, the My Name is Albert Eiler movie, I hope that's able to get a, an actual, you know, DVD or streaming release one of these days. I mean, people can see it now, but it would be nice for it to be, you know, available in a sort of official way and people make money from it and all of that. Yeah. And... German bass player. Oh, Nicholas Wilson. He wrote, he wrote an excellent uh, book about, about Eiler that's, you know, untranslated, but, but it exists. And then there's also a fellow in Cleveland. I don't know if I'm supposed to like say who he is yet, who has been working for a very long time on what will definitely be the definitive biography and was able to talk to Albert's father and also his brother Donald before they passed and has just tons of archival material. And hopefully that will find a publisher someday. Robert, you had a chance to visit with this person I'm talking about as well. Yeah, I just briefly met him, but I did I did get to visit Donald Eiler twice, just mm-hmm. briefly. He was in, in a home at that time. Yeah. All right. Maybe we listen to another piece from those dates of Cecil Taylor, and then I think we're fine. Now we will listen to the Cecil Taylor unit from the date 10th of November 1969, so four days later than the Berlin concert, which is from now Stuttgart, 
here again, Jimmy Lyons playing the alto saxophone, Sam Rivers tenor saxophone, and Andrew Cyril drums. So we will listen to the same piece, fragments of a dedication to Duke Ellington, yet completely different, you will see. So here it is, concert from Stuttgart. Thank you. 
In der Sendung Treffpunkt Jazz hörten Sie Stereoaufnahmen des Cecil Taylor Quartetts von dem Konzert auf der Süddeutsche Rundfunk am 10. November. Wir hören die Konzerts von Stuttgart, der Cecil Taylor Unit, in der Sam Rivers was playing the tenor saxophone, Jimmy Lyons alto saxophone, and Andrew Cyril was playing drums. Of course, Cecil Taylor was playing the piano. So the same piece, fragments of a dedication to Duke Ellington from Stuttgart, just after four days from the Berlin concert that we listened. Okay. Robert. So... Jeff, is, is, is your Eiler book still online or not? Yes. Uh, it is. I think it's linked through Eiler.co.uk. Yeah, I saw it. I think it's, it's around. It would be great to send people to that Eiler.co.uk site because they also have a lot of more up-to-date things. We will have some further programs about Albert Tyler so maybe it would be very also nice to have you around here Jeff well I would be honored thanks for having me today yeah okay well thank you very much for joining us Jeff it's, oh, thank you it's a really great honor to have you in our show because it's dedicated completely in free jazz and you were working on free jazz For how many years? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a long no, time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so thank you very much. This is Volkan Terzoglu, yeah. and bye. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, and thank you, Jeff, and uh, thank you, Volkan. A lot of good questions, a lot of good uh, ideas tonight. Igejler. Igejler.